Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. God. It's great to be back with you folks. And uh, we're so excited as we go through the book of Psalms. Happy Friday morning to you. Uh, Friday mornings are always good mornings. And uh, with me as always is my friend with her biblical name, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, (laughs) what is going on? Wow. Um, Well, we are doing well here on this end, other than allergy season is in full swing. Full boogerage, so, you can hear it. Yeah, you got some, <laughs> you got some drain in your mane. I promise that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not sure any of. I have several kids that are battling allergy season. So, but other than that, you know what? Um, we're we're thankful to be alive and thankful for the beautiful weather and have to choose to count the blessings. Well, and there's an awful lot of them in the Stephanie Wesco family, and certainly there is in the Doug Kieriger family. And we're all family, so Stephanie's part of my family as well. And there's a lot of good things going on as we travel on. And her great eight that I affectionately refer to as the great eight, named them the great eight the first time I met them. Yeah. And, uh, isn't that crazy? It and, did. Uh, and then we have the Fab Four, and uh, ah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. We'll, we'll give you the rest of the nicknames later. And I nicknamed some of her kids, but... Here we are going through Psalm 91 for full day. Well, you know what? We got that segment. So you might be a knucklehead if, or on the positive side, we've been going with, you might be right with God if. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think this is what we're going to do. I think we're going to do the right with God one and say, you might be right with God if you took a missionary and or family uh, out to supper. I always think that's a great oh, That's thing. a good one. Man, I'm telling you, I'm just filled with them. You know, I you don't are. know why. But let me tell you, now, I'm going to be up front. Can I be up front with some of you guys about some missionary stuff? And we don't ordinarily tell everybody everything except you guys. We do. So don't, you know, don't give away our secret. Just a couple thousand of you know this. So anyway, but here's the important thing. Missionaries don't want to go back to your house for supper. They want to go to like uh, a steakhouse or something. They really do. And, and, and missionaries don't like buffets. It's, it's just because people's houses freak us out. And, and some people are sloppier than others. And sometimes the food we don't like. And you don't want to say, I don't like it. You don't want to have Emmy saying, Mommy, there's something wrong with this spaghetti. Now, whatever the case oh, may be. we that just is, That is a nightmare. You just put vocalized a nightmare. Yeah. And so I've lived that with my kids. I, and, uh, and then you go to. Oh, a ch- we lived that on deputation a couple times. So if you're going to. Feed a missionary, take them out to eat. That's the moral to this story. People don't want to eat at your house. And they don't want to sleep at your house. They want to stay in hotels. I mean, we're going to let you in on the secrets, all right? People don't want to sleep at other people's houses. Think about that. You know, I got a chance to marry you or sleep at your house. Come on, man. Uh, you th- Think about that for about three minutes. You don't really have to spend a lot of time on that right there to know what's going on, but. Anyway, here we go. Helping you in all areas of missions here on uh, Help the Wounded Spirits. We're just 
We're just thrilled to be able to go into your airways, your radios, and your radio stations, whether or not your podcast, and that doesn't matter to us. We're just thrilled to, not how you're listening to us, we're thrilled that you are listening to us. And here we are starting in verse number nine today, Stephanie, and it said, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. I like this. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands unless thou dash thy foot against a stone. There's a lot going on there. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah. I, I, I like what's going on. He, I think it's talking about when Christ was tempted. I think uh, uh, just responding the right way, doing all that. And, and uh, if the Father commands Jesus to jump from the temple pinnacle and the angels would have cared for Jesus, but to jump without the Father's command back then, it, it's not going to happen. And, and God controls. God's in control and uh, I, I believe, and it's not talking all over the place, let's, let's do it bite-sized, and we'll go back to a macro look. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. So God has made everything, hadn't he? And mm. uh, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. I believe this is messianic. Remember where the Lord uh, fasted? And he gets called up, and the devil's trying to get him to jump through hoops and do all these things. Uh, can I tell you something, friends? God's not involved with evil. Do not, what's that verse, Stephanie? Do not let thy uh, good be spoken evil of. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good example of that. We don't do evil things to uh, make a good thing happen with the church. We don't rent the yeah. church out as a beer parlor or a bingo hall or anything like that. We, uh, we don't let our good be spoken evil of. I mean, looking at those first two verses, what's coming to your mind? I think there's a sense in which um, that verse 9 is a huge preface um, of a preface to God's protection is making the Lord your habitation. Um, you know, in the life of Job, yeah. God allowed him to go through severe trials severe trials and testings that don't seem to line up with verse with these verses. And yet verse nine was a, was a very powerful preface in Job's life. He had made the Lord his habitation. He had made the Lord his refuge. And when it says there shall no evil befall thee, I think that's a reference. It's a different level of evil. Um, I think there's a sense in which we don't realize the amount of evil God protects us from. Um, we don't we don't realize all God is doing in our lives every single moment of every single day. Right. Um, and does he allow trials? Does he allow testings? Yes. It's not our place to judge in our life. In our lives, obviously, we look and see, okay, if I haven't done anything to cause this, then God's what what's God's purpose in this for my life? But don't sit in judgment of someone else if they're going through a trial and say, "Oh well, they've got sin," hence they're going through such and such and such a trial. That's what Job's Job's friends did, and um, they were they were knuckleheads of the worst degree. And so, be careful not to do that. So when you know we are going to have trials and troubles, 
but the level of evil that almost it's almost like Satan. <laughs> That's what I picture when I read this. Um, Satan won't be allowed to completely destroy you. And I think of how God held Satan back with Job and said, you can, you can make him miserable with as far as take his health from him, but you're not allowed to kill him. Where God doesn't turn us over to Satan That's right. when we have made him our habitation. And there are, there are times um, where the Bible talks about giving place to the devil, where when the Lord is not our habitation, we can give place to the devil in our lives, where he literally is can take up residence and be very active in, in working in and through us, which is creepy, but we can do that even as Christians when we choose to not make the Lord our habitation. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's good. I think if we if we put that together with 11 and 12, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest they dash thy foot against a stone. And I really like this. This is what I like about this. And uh, how many times have you almost been in an accident? How many times yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, you, have you stopped somewhere? How many times have you been through things, you know, where you say, man, something divine happened there. We have no yeah. idea. I think, what is it? Is it Hebrews? I think over in the book of Hebrews, like 114 or something like that. Uh, could you turn to that, Stephanie? I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, it's Hebrews. I got the note in my margin here. Hebrews 114 talks about that. You know, how many times has God stopped things from happening to us and stopped things from, you know, being involved and and making those things happen, and, and how many times? Yeah. And, and uh, I think that's what it's talking about here, and and uh, I think that's significant and important and, and right. uh, uh, to understand that. So Stephanie's turning over right now. Let us know when you get Yeah, there. I'm there. All right. Yep. So Hebrews one fourteen says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who, are, who shall be the heirs of salvation? Yeah. Yeah, so they're taking care of us. They're ministering to us. It could be that accident they save us from. It could be that illness. It could be that sickness. It, yeah. It, it, it could be many things. I mean, we could probably sit here. It could be those bullets are all around inside the car, but none of them hit you. Yeah. And uh, so it could be that. It, uh, uh, so many of those types of things, I believe, are, are what we're talking about here. And, 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 I mean, can you? how many times can you relate in your life? I, I remember one time I... I uh, was driving down a road. I was coming out of Tennessee, and, uh, man, I had a flat tire, and I had never had a flat tire on deputation. I really wanted to get home, and I, I stopped my car, and I worked on that flat tire, and by the time I had that flat tire changed and I put that stupid donut tire on there, traffic was backed up to me. And when I had that flat tire, there was a 35-car pileup on some ice on the road up about a mile and a half ahead of us. And I'm certain that I can look back and say that God had spared me from that. And, yeah. I'm sh and I think we've all had stories like that and things we've yep. been spared from. I mean, you have the best one of all. Here I am in Cameroon and, you know, bullets are flying all around inside the car. And uh, not one of them, not one of them touched me. Not one of them touched Charles. Not one of them touched the driver. And, uh, and I think that's really significant. And I think that's important. And I think God does that. I mean, isn't that what you're seeing here is God protects us providentially yeah. through his angels from things like this. Yeah. And I think, um, it's important to remember that this is a gift from God. Um, I know I, I've had this discussion with you and I'm 
when yeah. I'm dealing with the guilt that piles up. I know it's one of the first things we talked about, what, two years ago now. Um, but sometimes Satan will seek to take these moments, those moments of protection and create in our brain survivor's guilt of almost looking at it. Satan wants to turn these gifts of deliverance for us in situate, you know, if, if you're a soldier and the soldier next to you is shot and killed and you're not of Satan wants to take that and turn it into something that's bad Yeah, in our brains. And yeah. I know he did that with me, with Charles of why wasn't it Charles that lived? Those bullets should have come through my window. It was buckshot. It was close range. There is no explanation. Why did they all go through his window when, you know, those things that you can't answer. Yeah. And to come to the realization and the acceptance that it's a gift from God, that these deliverances aren't God, God trying to enjoy seeing us live with PTSD. It's, it's life is a gift. Yeah. And to remember that, because I know personally I've dealt, I dealt with it. Then I dealt with it after our accident last year um, that we should have all come away way worse than we did. Yeah. Um, but I remember laying there paralyzed and I was angry with the Lord. For, I think more than after Charles died of God, you could have killed me this time. Yeah. You had the perfect opportunity. Why am I still alive? And to come to that realization because it's a gift from God. Life is a gift. This isn't me angry with you um, that I gave you the gift of life. And to remember that, that life is always a gift. Yeah, it's always a gift, and, and God's always making the decision. He's always making the decision how long we live, how long we die, what we go through. I mean, there's an acceptance uh, uh, that we need to have, you know, and, and what I think going back to what Stephanie said or making sense out of her words a minute ago, she said, I look back and realize that it could have been all of us in the car. I look back and realize, so we were in an accident last year out here on the highway in June. I think it was June 20-something we were in that accident. 23rd, yeah, yeah. his birthday. Emmy's birthday, and and uh, there we were out there on Emmy's birthday, coming back from a steakhouse from having lunch with Emmy, and uh, uh, and and there we were, boom! Somebody, you know, some drunk uh, said he fell asleep, hit us, hit another truck, hit someone else down the road, and ran. And um, but God providentially, and I mean Debbie and Stephanie both left in an ambulance, and Stephanie was carted, spent the night in the hospital. She got admitted, and and uh, uh, but. But God decided to let us live. That easily could have killed all of us. You know, we're driving yeah. down the road in a minivan, and and actually, uh, I'm in the front seat driving, and Stephanie was in the front passenger seat, and Debbie was back, uh, one seat behind Stephanie, and then uh, you had Liberty and and one of the girls in the back, and then I think Stephanie, yeah. I think Liberty and Emmy were in the back seat, if yeah. I remember right, and yeah. and Stephanie was in the seat behind me. But this is what I think. I think. I think that we need to accept that God has angels around us. There's a couple things that need to happen. Yeah. You know, you suffered from survivor's guilt. You said, if, why, how come? I mean, that was yeah. something you were dealing with. You know, and we all deal with that when accidents happen and stuff. And, and, and I'm saying, here we are. I stopped at Longhorn Steakhouse because I wanted to make sure Emmy had real good food for her birthday. And, you know, they, they sang that we sang to her. There was a candle in there. And everybody knows that we all spoil Emmy a little bit. And, uh, but anyway, I said, what if we would have went home a different way? What if we would have stopped at a store? What if we would have done things this way? What if, uh, and then you got the survivor's guilt, you know, Emmy would have never been 
Uh, Emmy was a little bit out of it, and Steffi was a little yeah. bit out of it that night. I mean, I came home, hung out with them, went to the hospital, and and probably the mistake, I probably should have gotten the ambulance too, but there were no adults yeah. to take care of the kids. I mean, there was, Liberty had a bad headache, and, and uh, but, but this is what I know. I know that God decides the before and after times of our habitation, as it tells us in the book of Acts 17, verse 26. I know that God decides when we're going to start living, when we're going to stop living. I know that God allows things to happen to us. But some of us, Stephanie, that are listening to us today, some people that are going through this today are dealing with that survivor's guilt that you deal with. They're dealing with yeah. that guilt. What if? How come? And can can you say God decides? I mean, how did you get to the place? I know sometimes you still suffer from guilt, and sometimes when you're having a bad day, you still say to me, it should have been me and not Charles. Charles was a better guy. He'd already be remarried. And, and I mean, we just disclose everything here on that statement. There's no secrets from Stephanie. I'm not... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not. Uh, I'm not holding any great secrets back from Stephanie. We 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 talk about everything. All right. But anyhow, uh, how do you help somebody who is where you were at a couple years ago when we were talking, saying, "Man, Charles should have been the one who lived. Uh, he would have he would have got another wife. He'd be taking care of the kids. Everybody'd be happy. He'd be better prepared for this." How do you how did you deal with that to get to a point to realize that a lot of that is just freakiness? Wow. I, I think it's a time thing and I think it's just a trusting thing because there's not, there's no, um, there's no way to work through it without the Lord's help. Um, and I think I, you have to constantly come back to God's way is either best or it isn't. Yeah. And that it sometimes from a human perspective, it does feel like it stinks. Um, it, that's just life when you're in this place and things that, you know, you have to learn to be happy for other people when inside you're torn up, you have to learn to, um, rejoice with them that rejoice, even when you feel like being the one who's doing the weeping. And that's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to, be a flip a switch you can flip and um and it's about so just, being godly right i mean it's yeah about, i was just gonna say it's constantly coming to the lord saying lord by faith i want to please you i want to be a reflection of who you are yeah so would you help me every moment of today you know don't try to plan um something i've learned is god doesn't give he gives me the grace i need for the situation he puts me in today he gives me the grace to smile and rejoice and be happy for someone today um that i maybe didn't have the day before and um it's a by faith you know this Getting through PTSD really teaches you a lot about what walking by faith looks like. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know what, folks, this is going to seem weird, and I don't mean this in any kind of uh, odd, supernatural, emotional type of way. Um, because you went through some bad junk, and I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking about myself, too, holding a guy in my arms that died twice. Two different people died in my arms. I, I've been through those things. I know where you're coming from. I, I don't know exactly what any of you went through. I have no idea what Stephanie went through besides what she shares with us. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's walk is different. But I do know this, that God can use us to help people that have went through what we went through. I am not saying, 
and I want to get this right with the last few seconds of this podcast, I am not saying that Charles Wesco died so Stephanie would be an effective PTSD helper and speaker. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is Stephanie can use Charles' death, murder, martyrdom um, for God's glory and for the betterment of people here on earth. Kind of the Paul thing, Stephanie, I think, you know, where Paul says that, uh, you know, it's better for me to be here, but I'd rather be in heaven right now. And sometimes we feel that way. But I will tell you this, if you can take your, <clears throat> your trial, if you can take the craziness, if you can take that and say, God, I'm going to use this for your glory, things change. If you can, if you can put to work that terrible thing that happened in your life or that person you're helping, if you can help them put to work that terrible thing that happened in life and let God to use you, man, you're in a tall carton. You're burning high-test gasoline. Things are going good, and God's using you. Hey, listen, we love you, folks. We're going to talk more about this on Monday, but we sure do love you, and we're looking forward to talking to you real soon. Make sure you get a hold of us on Helpful Wounded Spirits if you need anything at all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.